welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy, your favorite top 100 iTunes podcast chart topping podcast host. What was I saying? Uh, this is Gray's Academy. It's your favorite. It's your favorite thing ever. And these are your two favorite hosts. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey, and it is a beautiful night for us to try and do a podcast. Carmen Always trying. Is so far succeeding. Just flying colors. Yeah. I Sometimes my adult ADHD is so bad that I forget literally what I'm doing in the you moment really that I'm doing it. Just like get diagnosed with that if you're going to keep talking about it. I need to be highly medicated, apparently. Yeah, I agree. But like, do it. Do you know who would do that for you? Uh, a therapist. Some guy, some guy who sells drugs off the internet. A therapist. Oh, a you therapist. have to go to the certain ones though, because there's like different kinds, and some of them are allowed to write prescriptions, some of them aren't, and I don't remember which is which. So, you so if you know that answer, help that. save me some time. No, you gotta do your own shit sometimes. Oh. But if I'm yeah. asking for help, should I not ask for help then? Are you encouraging me that asking for help is a sign of weakness? No, I'm just telling you that sometimes you need to do your own shit. You heard it here first, everyone. Kelsey believes that asking for help makes you a bag of shit. You specifically, not anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm so slippy. But why? Because of two babies. Oh yeah, that totally makes sense. I get that. I'm I'm sleeping with one baby. Also, um, I went to go get lunch with my dad today, and what was supposed to be like an hour long lunch turned into like three hours. So, um, enjoyable for you. It it really was not that bad. It. uh, (laughs) Oh okay. Well, we love that. Yeah, it was not that bad. Actually, was it was a good moment. You know, talking talking about therapy. Um, you know, he said I was a really good dad, and I said, "Hey, you're a good grandpa." You know. Well, thank you. Um, did you say well so I said I had a really I had a really good role model to follow after did you really say that no I didn't I was about to say not. that's just a- yeah no I did not do that but um, my dog is slip sliding around upstairs I can hear him do you think he's having a seizure it's unclear if he is there's nothing I can do <laughs> that's true nothing to be done about it now yeah at this point all right. Well, um, how was your Wednesday? It was, yeah, other than, you know, doing, doing the, the lunch with my dad, it was, it was good. Uh, we went and got some of that, that Cajun seafood boil. Ooh, did you see my Instagram story? No. Oh, yeah. I did. We got s- but it wasn't that. It, oh, it was about the coffee. Oh, it, this was the immediate the one Oliato. next. So here, okay, hold on. I need to talk about this. <laughs> Have you... Have any of you had the, what is it? The Aliato? Oliato. The Oli Oli Oaksin Free. So it's Starbucks coffee infused with olive oil. Mm -hmm. And not a single person that has responded to me on my Instagram story who has tried it has said that it was good. Uh, But there was one person who said, apparently it's giving people the shits. Like coffee and olive oil together like yeah. what would you expect totally makes sense but i just imagine you think oh i'm gonna spice up my day and uh you know i could have a could have a little bit of my italian a dose of italianness coming through with my olive oil but uh, instead i just get crap everywhere literally 
So, no, I don't think I'm going to try it. I, I'll stick with my white chocolate macadamia cream cold brew. Yeah, I would. It's, um, I mean, I'm sure it serves a purpose, but I don't know. I just have to feel like it can't be a lot of olive oil because then you would taste olive oil. But I don't know. I've, I, I had heard other people talking about it. I'm before, also, so. so do you just, are you one of those people that just uses olive oil? To like, yes. eat, like you just put olive oil directly on bread? Uh, yes. So most things I eat are a vehicle for either olive oil, butter, or ground pepper. Those are like my top so, three things I have on almost anything I'm eating. Totally. Get it. But like, you, do you just crave the taste of olive oil by itself? Like, I need to know who was in the room when they were saying, like, all right, guys, we need something new, fresh, and exciting. And then someone was like, oh, yeah, like olive oil. I've been craving olive oil lately. And everyone was like, oh, so yeah, totally. So I was too. listening to the Try Guys podcast, and they had, they had gone to get them. And I, one of them said that they thought that someone high up at Starbucks, like, accidentally bought an olive oil farm. And they were like, quick, like, use all this olive oil. Or like some weird shit like that where it was like, what how do we end up with all this olive oil? Just put it in the coffee. These idiots will drink anything. That is funny and just literally so true. And I uh it's a it's a fair fair point to take and say, hey, shout out to the try guys and uh, our boy Miles. So we love you, Miles. Really? Yeah. Um, his podcast just dropped some merch today and it really inspired me to say we need to get some merch. Oh, but hell yeah. I have no idea how to go about that. So I am going to do some research on that. So hopefully one day we'll have merch. Um, I definitely want to have something that says no spoilies on it. For oh, sure. absolutely. Yeah. I don't really know what else I would do, but for sure I would love to have a shirt that says no spoilies on it. With just a Grey's Anatomy, like a little, like a little heartbeat thing. Yeah. Or like... something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what else. I'm I'm going to brainstorm it out. Um, but maybe we should talk about this show cuz this is a good episode and I have a lot to say about it and a lot to say to you about it and I want to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah, also, definitely. I went to listen to our last episode because I normally go through and listen to your um predictions and we are so ahead of schedule that I couldn't even listen to it. Because it's It's not true. We I know it comes so out so great. But literally tomorrow actually yes, in, in real we're, world time we're over a week ahead which is unheard of for us but it's good because we really are going to have to start getting our shit together because we really have to watch private practice because um i was talking to alicia today and she reminded me that the crossover episode which is episode 14 of the fifth season is like three episodes um damn crosses with private practice so we'll definitely have to get get that together um and we're, we're going to probably put out the first episode of Private Practice on our regular channel. And then probably the other ones will be on Patreon. I don't know if we've said that already, but that's currently our plan. It might change, yes. but that is currently what we're looking at. Um, so also, before we get started, speaking of Patreon, I want yes. to Yes, I was just about to say, out. speaking of Patreon. Do, 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 do. A new subscriber, a new Patreon patron, uh, which Cheyenne, you're the best in the world, Cheyenne. Thank you so much. It's uh, it's always a truly, truly joyous occasion when uh, when Kelsey sends me the screenshot of the new Patreon subscriber, Mm -hmm. because it's like, here's the thing, you guys. 
we love doing this podcast, right? Like, really? obviously we do it. We talk about it. Shout out to our Instagram followers at Gray's Academy Pod. If you haven't sent a, a follow there yet, like, please do it. Uh, it's where we post a lot of awesome, real content for you guys. But uh, real and real. Get it? Mm-hmm. And we just it means so much to us that you're you're trusting your hard earned dollars to support us in this podcast. And uh, really, we couldn't we couldn't do this without you guys to find success really? and just to have so much fun. So thank really? you, Cheyenne. So thank you to Cheyenne and all of our other patrons. And um, I also wanted to shout out our friend Cebu. Hey, she recently got married. And that is who had um, sent us an email a long time ago, being one of our listeners um, from Botswana. Yes. And that was so amazing. And I saw it on our Instagram. I saw just like the most stunning pictures from her wedding. Like, Cebu, you looked amazing. Your bridal party looked amazing. I was like, this party looks so fun. <laughs> so I congrats. don't think that I've seen those pictures. Can they you send them to Instagram. me? Well, they were on her story. So I don't oh. know if she, she may have added some to her um, feed, but they were on her story. I'll I take was a look. On the grays. And it was um, on the top and I clicked on it and I was like, oh my God, she got married. So congrats to her. Love that. Um, And then before we start, the other thing that I wanted to mention briefly was the variety interview actors on actors with Catherine Heigl and Ellen Pompeo came out last week. And I have watched the whole thing. My hope was that there would be no spoilies and that Carmen could watch it and we could discuss it at length. Uh, there was a spoiler four and a half minutes into the interview. So yeah, um, that that's, we should have known, but, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I had low expectations, but I had high hopes. Um, so kind of both. Uh, so I am thinking what we'll do is I'll kind of watch it again and take some notes and then give Carmen like the rundown or maybe try and find some clips that are safe for him to watch. Um, and then discuss that. That will probably also be going on Patreon because that's like, a whole other a whole other thing to talk about lots of um things to really delve into on like the the back end of grays so it was a great interview if you haven't watched it it's on youtube uh, or it's also i think on just the variety website um but yeah it's it's like about an hour long but it's really great um made me think a lot a lot of things i do feel like i misunderstood the katherine heigl situation when it was happening and I feel like I wish there had been an outlet sooner than right now for her to tell her side of the story, because I don't feel like the narrative that was portrayed to um, just like the average people is true to what was really going on. And it makes sense um, because they, they get into it in the interview, but sometimes Hollywood's just like sit down and shut up uh, to, to people who kind of give any sort of pushback. And I kind of just think the narrative was spun differently to make her look a different way. And I, I I feel like people sometimes say, oh, it hurt her career. And I don't think it did. I think she's had a great career. I think she's very talented and very successful. And it is possible that it did hurt her in like some ways. Like I'm sure there are people who are like, I don't want to work with her, but I think there's always going to be people like that. But I feel like I've said on this podcast things about her in the past and maybe i should have uh waited until i had heard more from her i it's possible i was wrong well i don't think i had all the information 
if there's if there's any part of that that you're able to record and send me that's spoiler free, I really would love to listen to that. Mm-hmm. For anyone who's who's gone on this journey for the past five seasons worth of Grey's content from us, you know that the only person that really I know from this show is Katherine Heigl, like who yeah. I knew before. And she for sure to this day, uh, aging gracefully, she's a she's a woman she's crush beautiful. of mine. So I would love to hear some of that. And if there's any that you can send me, that would be really great. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda jot down some timestamps on it so I can get you that without the spoilies. Um but yeah. I think that was all of our housekeeping kind of things. So Well, there was one other thing said, I wanted to I was say. Just kidding. Carmen had something to say. I guess so, we'll let him talk too. I want to have a real quick shout out to my my dear, dear friend, Hannah. I'm not going to say your last name, but it's Hannah M. Uh, so there is a, another Hannah who I think either messaged us and I was talking to them on, on Instagram or they had subscribed to Patreon. But Hannah, she had messaged me and she was like, I heard you just shout out this person named Hannah. And I just want to let you know, like, this is mine. I'm taking it. I'm stealing it. <laughs> and I said, instead, how about I just give you your own personal shout out? So Hannah, you are a true angel, a sweet, sweet baby angel. And uh, we worked together at a, at a previous company. And when I left that company, you, you and I obviously got promoted to, to friends and not coworkers. <laughs> so um, just really appreciate you listening to the show. I had no idea you listened to the show. So it was a, it was a really a pleasant surprise when you messaged me on Instagram the other day. My face kind of lit up. And, um, you know, those are the times. Anytime we get Instagram messages uh, from, our, yeah. from our listeners, it, like, it, it just goes a long way. So thank you, Hannah. Appreciate you. And let me know when your favorite episode is coming up. I know I sent this to you in a message. Uh, she said that she's like bouncing around. She's not listening to it chronologically. Ooh. So um, I'm going to tell her to listen I to this had one. Started to, um, with a couple other rewatch podcasts that I wanted to listen to. When I found them, I went and like found my favorite episode of the show and listened to them talk about that. And then I kind of like did that. And then I started and listened to everything chronologically. So sometimes when I see like what's getting downloaded, I'm like, I wonder if that's what people are doing. I'm like, oh, is someone like looking for their favorite? And- yeah. I love that. But anyways, yeah, we appreciate you, Hannah. Um, and also Matt uh, recently started following me from the podcast and found it. I messaged him in, on, on Instagram. Uh, he's cruising through things. Um, Brianna, Alicia, a um, couple other regulars that I've been messaging. And then Maddie, hopefully you're having a killer week. I know you Megan, messaged me. I saw you respond to me and I, I didn't get back to you. I'm so sorry. And Megan, we love you, Megan. Just a couple shout outs. Just a couple. If I forgot about you, just message me and yell at me and I'll, I'll mention you on it's the next one. That we're stupid. We're doing our best, though. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Grey's Anatomy. 14 also, minutes in. Wait, we got really this. Really quick Uh-oh. on the Instagram. <laughs> sorry. I just think somehow um, the algorithm has started serving us to what appears to be actual doctors. So we've started oh. getting a lot of actual doctors following us. So if you are an actual doctor who found us on Instagram and you are now listening to this podcast, that is exciting to me. And thank you. Um, Hell yeah. I am fascinated by your ability to practice medicine because I could never. We were so I actually had a real a real uh, doctor moment today. Uh, Jessica was like, what's the thing when it's like cancer of the skin? And I go. <laughs> A melanoma and she goes yeah that one i'm like i'm a doctor it's okay but i should work in dermatology with uh what's her name dr dr daisy Pe- petman oh daisy the petman your life marry me daisy petman no okay was that no i was, was that just supposed thinking, to be silence 
No, I was trying to think if there was someone else that came into this one that there a new person in this one. Yeah, Sadie. Not. Oh yes. Okay. Let's get into this episode now that it's All a right. million years later. Okay, this is episode eighty. Wait, hold on. I forgot. There's two more shout outs. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. <laughs> it is the eighth episode of the fifth season. And it is called "These Ties That Bind," and that is a song. Uh, These ties that bind is the version by R.J. Cowdery, and uh, let me tell you, finding information about the song was a rough, a rough go. Uh, not even about the song, but about the fucking album. Uh, like R.J., listen, I wanted to really get out there and and uh, I almost downloaded your song. Like you were, you were the closest that I've gotten to in a long time for a new song creeping its way into my iTunes library. And then finding information about this and about you was so hard that you got knocked down a whole peg. Uh, so I couldn't find any charting information about this song or the album, but I can tell you that uh, this particular album was released uh, in February 2008. So it was recorded live, which I think is super cool. It was recorded live in uh, Parkersburg, West Virginia. And I think that that's really cool. It's it's not a uh, uh, a lot of albums that you get out there are like live recordings so i really respect that and honestly the song was pretty decent um but it was um uh it was recorded there there was some hold on let me let me find this note real quick here i'm like looking for the note while i'm trying to talk it's it's so weird because we have the camera up right now too like kelsey kelsey's (laughs) gonna make a couple of clips of this i'm like i need to make eye contact with the camera uh but also read these notes off my fucking thing um, Don Dixon, singer, songwriter, and musician from R.E.M. I love R.E.M. Uh, was one of the producers on, on this album. So, so you know anyways, that's what I got. was recorded live that I actually really love recently? Um, any Gallery 81 song albums? Nope. What, which, which album? Um, there was the, uh, really recent album from miley cyrus where she recorded her concert live and it is so good listen let me just tell you that miley Miley. cyrus now that she's got her long hair back i'm vibing with miley i am in love with miley cyrus i I didn't i didn't really appreciate in america i i would go see her i also like only touring internationally or she I mean, doesn't, it's not really tours so much as like, I think she just like does shows here and there internationally. And I'm like, girl, I get it. But like, come on. I want to see that. I'm jelly. You, you want to see her coming in like a wrecking ball? I want to see her do literally. I want to see her sing the climb. <laughs> I want to see her sing any, any cover of Dolly Parton's. She sang on this album. She sang like a virgin and it is such a good cover. Such Sorry, is that is that as loud as I think it is? No, but it is loud. Oh, okay. We went to this candy store after we got dinner today, and I got this. Ch- look at the size of this white chocolate peanut butter cup. This thing is huge. <laughs> they yes. called it, they didn't call it a peanut butter cup. They called it a fucking peanut butter bucket. I was going to say a peanut butter bowl. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, seriously, we're doing this. We're doing this, this episode was written by Stacy McKee, directed by Eric Stoltz. It aired November 13th, 2008 to 15.59 million viewers. And the Netflix synopsis is 
Meredith's old friend Sadie becomes an intern at Seattle Grace, but Meredith's other friends aren't exactly welcoming. Medium. One, one and Denny's is, alive. Like everything. <laughs> Denny's there. Human pretzel exists. We meet a new doctor with Asperger's. Like there's so much more in this episode. Um, yeah. This. Uh, oh, wait. Are you having. What did, what did you do about Netflix? What do you mean? Did it not like make you stop sharing a password? It didn't yell at me now. That's insane. Did it yell at you? Did you have to get a Netflix yes. account? We had to add on to Michael's parents. That's funny. If if I'm getting to a point where it, it yells. So Ryan, shout out. Please save us um, from the Netflix overlords. We, it still shows good. Like I'm logged in on my phone. I'm logged in on our TV upstairs and downstairs. Jess is logged in on her phone. So yeah, like, I it, was could, like it could cripple our entire day. Yeah, it's yeah, it that would have like been the worst. And, but it was also not working at Michael's parents' house, so he, I was like raging and furious here. And then Michael's mom kept calling and trying to get him to figure out why theirs wasn't working. And I was like, I hate Netflix so much. I was very mad, but like I don't have another option. So yeah, it's like you, you we can't we can't just go to jump to Hulu, but we do have yeah. Hulu. We have our own Hulu account, but it's uh, not with Disney Plus, but it's not on Hulu. Though. Everything else is. It would make sense I that Disney probably, just has it on Disney Plus. I think truly, I think that Netflix must have some kind of contract. Like as long as they are making new episodes, Netflix gets it. Like I think once the series ends, they'll pull it and put it on Hulu because scandals on Hulu, private practices on Hulu. How to get away with murder. Did they move that to Hulu? Because that was on Netflix oh, for a while. You're right. No, we watched that on Netflix. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if that moved to Hulu soon because there has to be. I don't know. I, I, anyways. Okay. It was just mad. I, it made me worry for you. Yeah. Um, no, we're good. What was happening with Netflix. So I told okay. Jessica that when that happens, we're just going to get a Netflix account. Like it's we, we well, can't. I think you could just pay. It's probably cheaper to just give Ryan the like eight extra dollars or something than get a whole Netflix account. I mean, we could figure that out when the time comes. Yeah, this is an off my conversation. It's fine. We'll talk about the show now. Okay, there was no recap. No <laughs> recap. Although I really like this opening scene. Oh, with Izzy and the sweater. Yeah, and just in general, just like it was all the all the waking up people, all the yeah people. Yeah, like we see. So Izzy is like clearly very miserable. She's mm-hmm. sniffing the Denny sweater. Uh, Callie is laying in bed alone. Another miserable person. But then, you know, Derek and Meredith are just canoodling, right? And it's, it's mm-hmm. sweet. But then, uh, you know, we find out that Han's gone right off the yes. bat. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me your feelings. Just like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? I went back and forth last week. Be like, should I tell him now? Should I tell him? Should I let him wait? And then what I ended up doing... Didn't I ask you, though? Didn't I say I think that this is it? No, you said it was it for them. You said they were broken up. You did not say she was. No, no. No. What I asked you was about um, the guy who got beaten up and thrown off the bridge. I asked if that was the end of his story. Oh, yeah. Which we didn't see anything more of him. No, we don't. Yeah. (laughs) That was the end of his storyline. Great. Thank you. And also the end of Han's storyline. Apparently. Fuck. Um, So she's done. She doesn't come back ever. Yeah, she's gone forever. Okay. So I. 
what ended up making me decide not to tell you last week was I couldn't really remember. So there were certain things like when Burke left, it was like common knowledge that he was leaving. Right. Right. When, um, the time frame, you know, when it rolls around, I'm not going to tell you when that is elite. Like Catherine Heigl leaves the show. Like it was splattered over every tabloid. Like everybody knew she was leaving the show. So and I for the like, record, I'm... so I'm just going to pause you. That's the only person who I knew for sure left the show. So right. anyone leaving, I, I knew. And uh, I think I knew very quickly on that she wasn't on the show, but someone had spoiled that she's like she there was drama with her right. off screen. Right. So like I knew that she wasn't in season 19. Everyone else, as far as I'm concerned, is still in the show except for Meredith, because I know that she's explicitly Ellen Pompeo said that she's done. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, everyone else is still in the show. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I did a bunch of research because I couldn't remember. Um with Han, like w- if we knew when that was all going down that she was leaving the show. And so I did a bunch of research and no, we did not know. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to let him find out in the next episode, the way the rest of us all had to do it when it was on. There's also like a bunch of kind of back and forth on the internet about why she was fired. So there oh, were she some, was fired. Well, they were just like, you're not on the show anymore. Um, damn it, cold it was blooded. not Shonda it was not Shonda Shonda has been very explicit that it was the network it was ABC ABC said they didn't like the character they said it wasn't because it was a lesbian relationship and that's kind of where the debate is because Shonda has been like it is Shonda said she thought that ABC didn't like what they were doing with that storyline um, but I feel like that's confusing to me because there's not a very long gap before we see more gay relationships on this show so and then there was just some of the network people being like well we don't mind um like a lesbian relationship but they don't have good chemistry so we don't want it to be this one so i don't really know there was like a bunch of it was just very like everyone i was liked kind of their chemistry i thought it was good yeah, everyone was just kind of telling a different story as far as what went down. But I will say both the actress, Brooke Smith and Shonda were like, it was the network. Shonda was like, I didn't do this and I didn't want to do this. So there was no bad blood there, which is, you know, at least there's that. That's good. But it, it was just kind of it did seem very abrupt. To both well, of them when they were delivering yeah. that piece of news. It's also like. I I don't feel like there was enough of a resolution to There was no resolution. <laughs> there was no resolution. She they just got they had a fight. They had a small a small fight. And granted, like what she said was harsh and it was mean, but mm-hmm. like it wasn't I'm I mean, done. I, I can't I be think, with you. Yeah, I think I will say I think that it was a little more believable that it was tied to the whole like Denny heart stealing zero consequence thing because maybe yeah. that is a little more valid reason i feel like to leave a, a place of employment um but not as much just the relationship piece for me in my opinion it's not like when burke left and him and christina's lives were so intertwined and like all of that it was but the like the career aspect and what um erica was looking at hospital wise i think 
made a little more sense why she would leave, but not to me yet. Not just like the, oh, I don't like that you're bisexual, so I'm going to not work here anymore. Yeah. Well, no, it was. Yeah, it was that she didn't. Yeah. I want you to be full on gay with me because that's what we deserve. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So Han being gone. And then it's just so funny. Like all she got from that is uh, no, too bad. She was talented. And then he goes, oh, you weren't talking to me. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Can I just also tell you that so far, I'm not a fan of Sadie. At all? I think she's attractive. There. Like her character. I was like, when she came in, I was like, Carmen's for sure going to think she's hot. She is hot. And then, you know, she it's nice that she here. takes her top off, you know? Um, <laughs> all right. I was. Settle down. What? It was nice. <laughs> It would be nice if I listen, you're telling me that you wouldn't get excited if Mark Stone took a shirt off in the middle of the OR. I would be confused. But be then aroused. When he does it <laughs> in his hotel room and the steam comes up, <laughs> thus creating McSteamy. Right. Um, like, here's the thing. I. Any any female character on the show taking their top off, I'd be excited about. So. Well, let's just make sure we're not objectifying people. For Let the men take their, their shirts off, too. Everyone take your shirts off I'm when appropriate. I'm going to say we shan't objectify people based solely on their looks. No, no I'm objectifying them for the on their... male or female gaze. They. <laughs> OK, that's not what I'm saying. No, I know. I'm just clarifying that for the listeners who don't know how your brain works. Okay. Yes. The male males and females and non-binary humans. Guys, uh, gals and non-binary pals. Yeah. No one is objectified, but I will but we also can appreciate attractiveness. Thank you, Kelsey, for being my cipher and my, my codex here. That's what I'm trying to say. Also, um, do you love that we're both wearing like pink purple combos right now? Like this is great. Yeah. We look amazing. Yeah. Anyways, so yes, tell me your, all your feelings about Sadie. So it took me half the, the episode. I must have missed something right off the bat taking my notes because I didn't realize that she's a new intern. And like when she just followed them into the hospital, I was like, oh, okay, it's bring your friend to work day. Got it. Understood. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she was just like in all of the procedure rooms. And I'm like, okay, so something's going on here. She works here now. I get that. All right. Yeah. And then she was an intern and she was in the intern basement cool kids club, apparently. And is like, I'm going to cut my fucking shoulder because I'm edgy. You got to break <laughs> the rules to learn shit, bitches. And I'm like, OK, this is like you're hot, but this is wild. And I don't like you at this exact moment. Although yeah. she was getting treated pretty unfairly by by Christina all episode long. Uh, yeah, clearly Christina very jealous. Was, um, yeah, taking out some. Je- I love the moment with her and Derek in the kitchen when Christina's like who is this person? And she's, and he was like, well, someone important enough to kick us both out of bed. Welcome to my world. Yeah. (laughs) Which she's like, she just, she kicked me out of bed and Derek's like, yeah, it's the worst, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh goodness gracious. Yeah. It's uh, the the scene that I did like where it was kind of a clap back though to Christina was when she was like, Oh, it's like Lincoln logs. And then Christina was like, it's, it's way more intuitive and scientific. And then Kelly's like, no, 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 no. It's exactly like Lincoln it's Logs. It's like <laughs> fucking Lincoln Logs. It's, yeah, it is Lincoln Logs. Um, so, okay, Sadie. Yeah, we don't Sadie. get a lot of backstory just uh, just yet. She, we've gotten, yeah, she shows up. She starts screaming death. 
Um, there runs into the house, death and die, which feels annoying, but I also kind of love. Like if it, it's annoying as an outsider, but I feel like if I could do that with somebody, I would be all over that shit. Well, like dope, dope nicknames. Yeah. Do you just want to make up nicknames for ourselves right now? Like we could just do that. We don't. It it wouldn't be as cool as death and die. Like those are in their names. That's why it's cool. Oh fuck! <laughs> Meredith, say die. Fuck! <laughs> Did you really not get that? No. Oh my god, you guys! The things I have to deal with. Oh, uh, this is the clip. This is the reel right here. I did not fucking get that. I did not know. I'm Anyways, I'm be, I'm not that's messing why around. It's cooler than just making up a nickname. Oh, Man, what we don't we do don't have any. Me? What's it? What is it called when like you're you could scramble the letters in your name and it makes it an anagram, right? Mm-hmm. I'll think on that. I'll think I'll make something up for us. But theirs cool. isn't even, it doesn't even have to be rearranged. That's why okay, it's so but cool. Stop, but okay, Meredith is I'm with saying, an I-T-H. As... Yeah. Death is E-A-T-H. Uh, I mean, you can spell things different ways. Look at my name. Anyways. Samantha? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Samantha? <laughs> Samantha? I Samantha. Wait, I also swear to you that Marlo, when we were driving home t- t- today after uh, the after getting dinner, I swear she said, "Not the water." She was <laughs> like just babbling water. to herself, and she says "wawa" instead of "water." But I could have sworn she said, "Not the wawa," and I'm like, <laughs> "What is happening? Is Aunt Kelsey around?" Me. Um. Okay, so yes, Meredith and Sadie, death and die. So cool nicknames, but also kind of annoying at the same time. So they went to medical school together. Um, then Sadie took some time off and was like, I'm going to work in a morgue, I guess. And As one does. Then uh she that's when she's like oh well if meredith can work here then so can i so that's why she works there i guess um so she she called meredith a slacker which i didn't understand well i guess meredith was a slacker in med school i don't fucking know oh i understand it now um (laughs) unclear and then yeah so she's an intern and christina's grumpy about it kind of understand kind of wish any of these inter any of the residents were teaching and i kind of started to think about it on this episode who who is at fault for them not teaching is it because they're not like no one's holding them accountable there's no check-ins there's no one-on-ones yeah, and happening no one, like i mean bailey taught them but there's a difference between being taught and then teaching someone how to teach right and and I'm like, okay, I, I will not say that any of them are doing a good job because I don't, other than when Christina was with the pigs, I thought she was doing a good job. But like, it was confusing to me how they, how the program is like set up because they're just coming in they're they're out of their intern year and now they're in charge of teaching people. But like being a good doctor doesn't mean you're going to be a good teacher and being a good teacher doesn't mean you're going to be a good doctor. Like they're not synonymous with each other 
and no one is teaching them or being like even giving them any kind of milestones like oh by three months they need to know x y and z and by six months they need to know one two and three like there that doesn't exist and that feels like a failing on the program maybe that's why we're number 12 guys yeah, right. It's not it's nothing to do with the fact that we're cutting LVAD wires and we're, you know, doing all the dumb shit. The problem mm-hmm. is, is that, uh, you know, what was inserting the chest tube? Christina learned on day one and mm-hmm. Lexi didn't. But then Lexi is teaching herself to do a stitch that Christina can't even do at this point, yeah. And she's a resident. Like, I don't understand yeah. the, the trajectory that they're learning. Also, how can someone's stitches be that good? I I don't know. It's whatever. But it was it's weird. And I Sadie first day just gets invited into the basement club. Like I don't the dungeon club. I don't really understand how that happened. But yeah, yeah like, Weber's not holding Bailey accountable. She just like follow everybody down. They're like yeah, I I think she just followed. <laughs> so, but yeah, well, Weber's not holding one Bailey of accountable. Those guys was like she's hot. Let's invite her. I I would. <laughs> Let's I would be do realistic. It. Yeah. Yeah. And then Bailey is you know. She's a good teacher, but yeah, like you said, mm-hmm. it's a really good point of you can't necessarily just because you're a good teacher doesn't mean you can teach people how to teach. And also you could teach people how to teach, but they don't they need to want it. It's the whole yeah. lead a horse to water kind of thing. Yeah. Christina doesn't want to teach. She wants to just do the surgeries. Yeah. Well, and I don't even think she's thinking like about it as actively like I don't want to teach. She's just like got other priorities. Like it's very strange. And I, it goes, but it's like, okay, are we teaching? Are they just shadowing? Like there just seems not to be any clarity to the situation and like how it's supposed to work. And I feel like, or at least I would hope in a true teaching hospital, it would be very, very different. Um, Cause I just feel like they have to learn like, cause you obviously you go to med school and you learn a lot there, but that's different than like being live tissue and doing it in, in the real world. Like, all the time if you're if you're going through your residency right now or if you are a doctor and you're listening to this podcast right now let us know like what are the the safeguards you can message me on instagram do all of those things we would love to know how it actually works yeah and you can email kelsey at Gray's Academy pod at gmail.com that is a mailbox that is only monitored by her so no Mm -hmm. spoilies need to be worried about and the Gray's Academy page on Instagram also is only her. Mm-hmm. If you go to the regular human pages of Carmen.Gabriel.Official, do not message me about this, you know, the spoilies. Or, but if you also don't find the Instagram page for some reason, at uh, Catically Kelsey, she can help you out. And also, let's just take a second. Uh, if you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, you know, Stitcher, wherever you're listening, uh, hit that five star button. And if you're Please. able to write a review on iTunes, take a second and write that. We'd really appreciate it please um so yeah that that the the storyline with the interns i don't mind the storyline i just have questions it's a decent story we've gotten here yeah um like and i think it makes sense that they're like oh we need to do something to learn but like maybe that something could be like going to the chief resident and be like we're not being taught anything Yeah, or the chief of the hospital. Yeah, if you like, really want to get intense, that's not cutting yourself open. Yeah, that's no good. That is death waiting to happen. So yeah, any other thoughts on Sadie? I don't know if we really like if there's much to get 
super into right now other than Derek constantly being like what happened with you and Sadie tell me everything oh it's like a weird fixation to me it was a weird fixation and at the end he does they, they apparently he gets some stories but I guess we can use this as kind of like a, a transitioning into the the Lexi and Meredith storyline because that was a little bit of a cute storyline there yeah uh it starts with Christina saying uh media's julianing her skinny little chicken arms and still no word on what made H hitch a ride with her flying monkeys. I thought she was having a stroke the first time I read that. And then, or when I watched that and then Derek was like, can you translate that? And I was like, Oh, okay. So they're code words or something. Meredith's confusion was so funny to me when Derek's like, you have to ask her if she's okay. And Meredith is like, why? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, she's your family. And she's like, I don't understand. <laughs> What's your point? I was like, like damn, I Meredith, that I thought you turned a corner. I thought family meant something to you now. Just, like, have you not I, watched any Fast and Furious movies? <laughs> damn, girl. I just like, I don't even think she's being intentionally malicious with it. She's truly just like, I don't. What does that mean? I mean, and if you think about her childhood and like what family is to her, it's it means nothing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I just think that's I mean, it's it's funny. And then when she goes and actually talks to her and she's like, are you okay?" or whatever? And that is a nice thing that she actually wants to make sure. And she clearly does care about Lexi because then she tells Derek to tell Mark not to have sex with her. Yeah. So don't put your little Sloan in little gray. (laughs) That's just inaccurate. Big Sloan. It's so good. She's so it's so funny. I was like, this is Pete Carmen. Yeah, that was great. I had to watch that scene a couple times. Um, Also, when he's like little gray and big gray and he goes, that's how I tell you two apart. Little gray. Like big gray. (laughs) There's so many things that separate them. Like, even even if you're putting yourself into the mind of Mark Sloan, who is a notorious womanizer, like, blonde, brunette. She's a little taller. She's a little shorter. She's a little bit older. She's a little bit younger. <laughs> Meredith has a little bit more of a, of a pale complexion than Lexi, right? Meredith so like sleeps with Derek. Right. That, your best friend. Well, that doesn't mean much to Mark, as we've, as, we, as we've learned, right? He slept with his wife, so, you know. Right. So, you know, that should, that should be an important category for him. Yeah. Oh gosh, that was funny. He's funny, but like also so much emotional intelligence. And I think he loves Callie. I think he's like, like, it's not just a friendship. I think he like, I don't know, because I think, man, ah, so many thoughts on this. I think he wants to have sex with Lexi, but I think he likes, he likes Callie. I'm just getting feelings that he likes her. Okay. Why? Because he was nice to her? No, because even last episode, um, he was like so quick to defend Callie and like say she's not cheap wine or whatever or a beer bong or whatever it is. Like, that was really him defending himself. Okay, realistically, I don't know. I I'm trying to Mark's Mark. We we've discussed this. Mark is my current favorite character, and I just think mm-hmm. he's so he's a good guy deep down. He's just a victim he, of his own penis. He's taken, you know, taken. He has a di- he's on a different path. But yes, I agree. He Turned a new a leaf. Person, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it's safe to assume the threesome will never happen. I <laughs> feel like you might be right on that one. The door, I predict, <laughs> I officially predict that a threesome between Callie, Han, and Mark will never happen. Well done. Can confirm. That's Thank correct. You. Thank you. Insert applause. Also can confirm they will, in fact, not be together all of season five. 
So. Yeah. Man, anyone listening out there to that prediction, you just must have had a big old laugh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Carmen knows nothing about this show. It was so hard. Funny. It's hard for me not to have big old laughs like that a yeah, lot of the time. Like, pff, you don't even fucking know, Carmen, <laughs> you stupid bitch. Like, <laughs> um, yes. So on the intern thing, like, Lexi finds them. Well, they're like slicing each other's arms and stitching each other up. And it's like not even at all hiding at all. Like, it's just on their arms. No. They're just putting yeah. band aids all over themselves. And yeah. then. Like I got a kitten. It's a scratchy, scratchy kitten. Oh, it's a hairbrush. Scratchy hairbrush. Like, are you having a stroke? She just doesn't know how to lie. She's too sweet. She's doing a bad job. Um, and then she says that they need to be more careful. And that's when Sadie's like, "You're being too careful." And she's like, "You're doing. You're using so much um, anesthesia." And I'm like, "Yeah." Because they're normal. Right. Like, let them, like, why do you want to slice yourself with a scalpel to impress people? I, that's, put that under the bucket of something that I will never do. I will never go, hey, guys. bad with the pain tolerance. (laughs) No, it's very low. Yeah, Um, it's, um, the the only scene I think that we get with George in, in this whole episode involves the interns, too. He's like, hey, guys, this is a cool little club. Can I, like, come in? She's like, no, you have cooties. No residents allowed. Also, like, he is so oblivious that anything is happening. I feel like it would be obvious. It's terrible. It's so, and their hands are all behind their back. Like, okay, hey, guys, I'm a resident now. I need you to show them what's going on here, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so... Yeah, do we have anything else to say about the interns? Oh, I, I guess at the end when Christina kind of figures it out and puts two and two together because, like you mentioned, um, Lexi's really good at this pulley stitch. And then the chief is like, great job teaching. Like, if she can do it that well, that means that, like, reflects well on you as a teacher. Which, in theory, it should if you're teaching. Right. If you're teaching. Um, and none of them are. But it's also confusing because, like, I think back to their intern year and they're just like dispersed amongst the attendings and the attendings. It's very confusing the way this works. Again, if you've been through a medical program, please reach out. We are confused. This show is not making it easy for us to understand. Deeply confused. It's they take Um, they take liberties on the things that they care about that they want to. Yeah. Um, Um, So it's just confusing. But. Yeah, and then at the end, Christina goes in, figures out what's what they're doing. She's like, absolutely, do not practice on yourself. That's insane. You have to stop. This is, you are all morons. Do not do this anymore. Shut it down. Right. So, yeah, that was kind of the, the wrap up in this episode on that storyline. So... Last last storyline before we we jump into uh, a couple of mid season ads here uh, halfway through or mid mid episode not mid season mid episode <laughs> ads here. Um, I feel like I want to talk about either I, I think e- either either uh, Callie just in general and how she has the coolest freaking lines when she says i want blood and guts and mangled bones i want a guy so badly smashed it takes all day to fix him i want to rock a surgery i don't want to talk about han mm-hmm. like she's in her feelings but she doesn't want to be there 
she clearly gets what she wants because we will get to that dude in a minute. But like, I just need to point out Callie gets all of the great, like just monster quotes. She said, I want to, I want to pulverize. I want to crush bones to dust or something like whatever she said a couple months ago. Um, what do you want to talk about next? We got like, I think we probably have, have like three big, big topics the rest of the episode. I would say let's talk about, um, we can talk first uh, about the pretzel guy, the crush, crush injury man. All right, then, yeah, the let's let's pretzel. tackle that. So, yes, Callie makes this request and the universe obliges. Immediately. The man like, was like asleep in a dumpster and they started to crush, like do the like impact on the dumpster, the compactor. And so he is impaled on himself, which is truly terrifying. Um, I hate it so much. And they have him in the ER, like trying to examine everything. They hunt pages, Mark and Derek, which they like make a point to call out and be like, wow, it must be bad if you're like actually asking us for help. And he says like he's seen a lot of things, but he's never seen anything like this. So this man's unconscious until they make the choice to pull his femur, which is like one of the strongest bones in the body. So the fact that it's where it is is bad yeah um they're gonna it's at his clavicle so that's your shin bone at at your clavicle which is bad uh the femur is the femur is the shin is it not i thought it was your your um your knee knee to hip is your femur maybe it might be either way it's the leg for sure for sure the leg for sure not supposed to be at the clavicle yeah, the femur is from the it's it's uh your your thigh bone. It goes from the, okay. the th- down to the your hip down to your knee. Okay. Still bad. Still bad. Arguably Terrible. worse because like if you think I would feel like from your knee to your ankle that being like impacted through your chest, at least your leg is bent. If your knee that's just like straight up. That's worse. Ugh. Yeah, Got it's it. it's the longest, strongest single bone yeah, in the human say, body. Yeah, for sure. It's I knew it was one of the strongest ones for sure. Um, the the shin bones are the tibia and the fibula. That's what you were thinking of. Tib fib. Uh, so yes, they pull the femur out of his clavicle, and that the pain from that wakes him up. Understandably, um, he is unhappy. Understandably, um, he's panicked. And so Hunt's like, okay, everyone, like, get off of him to kind of help explain what's going on. So they stop and they're like, we're going to have to do a surgery. And he's like, well, I have to be able to walk. So am I going to be able to walk? And just like, no one says anything. Because. Well, the thing, the thing that's that. shocking about like leading up to that spe- specific moment is no one thought, hey, uh, we're going to give this guy morphine just in case. Yeah. Like, how does it get? That's got to be doctor rule 101, right? Like, d- Well, I mean, I don't know because you don't know anything. You might want to wait till they're conscious so you can maybe ask about allergies. Like, You don't want to just be giving medicine willy-nilly. I, you don't know. I guess. But also, that dude was a pretzel. And he was fine ish. 
I mean, he wasn't <laughs> screaming. The waking up, I knew it was coming too. I was yeah. like, okay, this is not something like he's not under, he's not sedated. He's yeah. just got a little bit of oxygen, right? Yeah. He's going to wake up. But I still, I was sweating screaming. in that moment. I was sweating watching him go through that. I was like, I can't even imagine. I've, I, guys, I, I won't even, I won't even get a tattoo. I was right? going to say, we were, t- I think Emily and I were talking the other day and we were like, oh, we should all get matching tattoos. And I was like, Carmen will not get a tattoo. He's a- afraid of pain. He's a baby. Yeah. Pain is not good. Pain is when <laughs> things is are game, bad. Though. Pain is not, game. <laughs> no, different, different pain kind of pain. Pain is weakness leaving the body. No, you know, pain means that you're being not happy in some capacity. And I'd rather be happy. Uh, but anyways, yeah, no, the dude woke up and I was like, oh, fuck, this is just bananas. And I, I couldn't even fathom that, that, that pain that he would be yeah. in is unimaginable. Waking yeah, up to that. I, well, and I'm just like, because there are so many times you're like, people pass out from pain. I mean, clearly he did not be one of those times. <laughs> like you wake up and you go, ah! literally that's how i feel like you like vomit and then pass back out it's i would have laughed if that was me. the case if not you would have gone ah, bleh, bleh, i would have been like yeah no that's that's so funny um okay so they tell him they have to do surgery and he's like i only want the surgery if i can walk because he's homeless and he's like this is my route that i do every single day i have to go here 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 whatever he has it planned out he knows he has his routine so that's what he has to do to survive. He needs to be able to walk. This is a fair concern on his part. Yeah. Um, it is ableist to be like, oh, well, as long as we save you, you'll be fine. Clearly, that's not the case. So yeah. he says he doesn't want the surgery and Owen doesn't really push him on it. And Derek and Mark are really mad about that. And they're like, how dare you yeah. not bully this man into surgery? Um, and I have mixed feelings on that because I kind of understand what they're saying. And I also super understand what Owen is saying. So again, we're seeing something that's like not a super black and white, right and wrong situation. Well, I made it, I made a note of this because there's something to, to be said about him respecting the patient's wishes, right? He's like, all right, guys, hands off. You heard the man, right? right. Because at a certain point, that's that's harassment and abuse, right? Like right. we talked, there's something to that. Uh, but when when Hunt's like, don't tell me how to run my OR, and then yeah. that kind of triggers Mark and Derek. They're like, what, what, your OR? What do you, like? This isn't how we do things here. He says, uh, you know, if you can't, uh, they say we don't we don't patch patients and leave them to die. If you can't handle that, go back to the desert and leave us here to do yeah. our jobs. And Which that's like love the statement no it's that's like intense and like kind of that's very condescending and it's unfair yeah so because they don't know anything about why he left right they don't know that he went through this traumatic situation that Mm -hmm. all of his people his comrades died they don't know that so it's just a shitty thing to say and callie sees all this yeah and And then they're like who build them some legs and she's like all right um it's like lincoln logs and I will say, I like later on when Derek goes to talk to the patient and Owen says, are you like trying to scare him into the surgery? And Derek says, I'm trying to figure out if he's suicidal or just defeated. And that's a good point. And maybe putting that earlier makes me not think that Derek is being such a piece of shit. 
Right. Like the order of it. Like that is a like what he's saying there. I'm like, okay, yes, that makes sense. And then, you know, Owen does a great job like talking to him and kind of explaining to him. And obviously, you know, at this point, Callie has enough time to figure out that she, in theory, can build him a leg with titanium is insane. Um, but yeah, that, that like moment where he's like, Oh, I'm trying to figure out if he actually like wants to die or if he just can't, you know, do, do this. And that to me, I just wish that had been earlier because it gives more, um, like life to Derek and Mark's argument. Yeah. It's not just them being dicks. It's like, we want to save this guy, but we don't have all the facts and you're just taking what he's saying at face value and giving up and moving on. Right. I will say knowing because so there's there's someone that I know in my life who is uh, a, a former uh, top trauma surgeon in, in the country and uh, actually gave all of that up to do missions for the country of Haiti. And like the stories that he would tell, it's like truly when you think about these triage scenes, it's I'm going to go from like you're, you're, you you ever see the movie Pearl Harbor with Ben Affleck and Josh Hartnett and um uh uh kate beckinsale no but don't yell at me about it that's one no, of no, those no. people are always like you haven't seen that and i'm like it's it's a great happened. movie but it's it's because i love history so it's a, it's yeah. a great movie for that reason um but anyways so there's this scene after the bombing happens in pearl harbor where kate beckinsale and the nurses are like they're getting this influx of these people just coming out of the water with their burns from the oil their gunshot wounds their amputees like stuff is just going crazy and they have to literally be like okay you need to within the first five seconds dictate living or dying that's what we need right right now and when you're on a battlefield that's what owen's used to it's and you prioritize it opposite as totally in a hospital and owen is just right now i think truly in his character arc a victim of his circumstance because no one is teaching him that like hey dude your 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 skills are why we hired you Mm -hmm. but what you need is to take those skills and understand that this is not a battlefield and mark and derek are saying it but it's not they're not teaching him they're being combative with what they're saying because they're they're also not giving him a lot of grace right there's no grace and there's no respect like you have to step back and be like, okay, he is a good doctor. He just like, clearly needs a little bit of a learning curve. Um, and also, yes, we as the audience know he's been through this horrific trauma and only Christina at the hospital knows. So yeah, that whole like between the two of them and Owen, I'm just like, why must you be turds? Like they're just, right. it's a little bit to me, it, it reads a little like toxic masculinity. Like they're like, oh, we are the hot shots at this hospital. Don't come yeah. in and like challenge us. Like we're the attractive people. How dare you come in? You don't even have a nickname. Like, oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like, it's yucky. Yeah. Like it. As they clearly can be good doctors and like he and good them, people. Like when he paged them specifically was like, yeah. we need all the people we can on this. And they were still like making snarky remarks, even when they first got that page to come and help. So it's just like, not the vibe. They're clearly resistant to change. And yeah. um, also I'm like, it, when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter if you think that the chief only hired him to get back to level one trauma. You're not in the position of, saying yes or no to someone being hired in another department 
Also, that only helps you. If you get back to a high-end trauma, yeah. that only makes your life better. And it gives yeah. you more prestige and clout and also affects your paycheck, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, dang. Boys. These boys, they don't yeah. be thinking about anything. I will say that there, it was a really touching scene where, uh, you know, <laughs> man, Owen's like, dude, you're literally bleeding out. And the guy's like, I've been through worse. And first <laughs> off. I don't know that you have. I, I mean, and, and Owen is so Physically, sweet. He's like, I imagine you have. I get it. <laughs> and then he's like, no, 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 no. Don't look at me like that. Like I'm some like hero veteran shit that like I'm down on my luck. Like, no, like I, there was a point in my life where I couldn't make, I couldn't make things work and I went the wrong way and here I am. Right. But like to say I've been through worse, dude, you're a pretzel. Yeah. Like the human body doesn't, the, the human body broke under the pressure of a machine that was designed to crush metal. Yeah. And you live, that's lucky. But yeah, so it's, um, you know, we, it's, it's, it's a pretty interesting scene, and I think it also helps put a lot of pe- the, the homeless population into perspective, too, because a lot of times it's not a choice people made. They, they, they yeah. were faced with a decision in life. They couldn't, they couldn't turn around from it. It happens. Yeah. There's, like, everybody has a story, and you can't just sit around and assume that you know the ins and outs of it, because that's just ignorant. Um, but, yeah, so they do the surgery. He agrees. And uh, it's going, it's going well. It was. And then it's not. And he dies. And did you think he was going to die? I honestly didn't. I didn't think he was yeah, going to die. I was, I like, remem- I like knew that he died because I remember like the scene of Callie getting so upset, but I was like, they really make you think he's going to live. Yeah. It's for me. Like, I even made a note. I was like, I love that Callie's getting a chance to shine in this. Like, we haven't gotten to see Callie Torres, the doctor, get to shine in a while. Mm-hmm. And she's getting this chance to b- rebuild a human leg. And then, obviously, here, you, you, you take us through that end scene there, because that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty intense stuff. Yeah, so um, he, like, crashes, and they rush around. Everyone's trying to save him. He dies and Callie was like, I built his leg. And Derek was like, well, we, you know, you tried. We all tried. He's like, no, no, no. I didn't try. I did it. And you all, all you had to do was keep him alive. And you couldn't fucking do that. And then she has this breakdown. Like, you know, finally the weight of the fight with Han and like the change, I think, of just potentially what her life is going to look like moving forward now that she has discovered this about her own identity. And it's just kind of all it's, it's one of those like straw that broke the camel's back. Like, absolutely. Is she upset about this patient? Yes. Is that what the only thing she's upset about? No, no, totally. And I love Christina stepping in and being like, you guys go, I'll stay and help Callie clean up. And Mark is like, everybody, we've got this. And then everybody like Owen's like, all right, everybody clear out. And you just end with um, Mark comforting Callie. And it's just such a genuine moment of like support and friendship. And uh, I love it so much. Yeah. As I was watching that scene. So it's like, it's very, it's very like bang, bang quick. Weber comes in and is like, and Mark is like, Oh yeah, chief. Like, 
Lexi's outstitching Derek. Like Derek's a scrub compared to Lexi. <laughs> Yeah. And then Derek shoots him a look, right? And then Weber's like, "Oh, dang, Yang! Like, yeah. I got my eye on you. You're a, you're a, you're a teacher, and that's what I need right now for this solo surgery. Great job." Yeah. Door closes. Guy codes. Right. Yeah. Instant. And as I'm, as I was watching that, and she's just sitting here, she's over, like I built his bones, like I. Yeah. You gave it everything you got. No, no, I, I. I I, I did. I actually did. You guys did. Yeah. And the thing that's really special about that is I think about this scene and her acting is it's one of those times where you're so you, you believe the actor so, so much. And I think that people in the room even believed some of that too, because you just, I mean, granted actors are good. Right. But like, the um, the energy that's in that is you could tell it's she's broken and she's taking it out and she was kind of hitching her entire emotional stability to being able to fix this person's leg and save their life yeah and Callie doesn't get that often Callie yeah. doesn't get that kind of win often everything that we know about Callie she had she had George lost it had Han lost it was li- at one point living in the basement of the hospital. Yeah. Right? Callie doesn't get wins. And I really thought that she was going to get this win. Yeah, it was rough. Um, what I also love about this storyline is that it kind of pulls us back as in the reminder that Callie and Christina are friends. Because we don't right. see that that much. They're roommates. They're not we just that, roommates. But we don't like see that that often because we see... We're so inundated by the Christina and Meredith because that's like, obviously that's like the person, the core friendship, but Christina is friends with Callie. And I love when she first goes into the room when Mark and Callie are working and she's pestering her, you know, why did Han leave? Like, can you tell her to bring her, come back, blah, 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 all the stuff. And Callie's like, we had a fight. (laughs) Christina's like, well, Meredith and I fight all the time. It's not like she was your girlfriend. Yeah. And then it's like, oh wait, she was your girlfriend are you a lesbian <laughs> and mark goes maybe you were a once being and Kelly or, or a twice being yeah um so, so fun fun little fun play on words there that we're doing but yeah um and then christina asks her she's like oh are you okay and it just feels again very genuine like she's not just saying it to like fill the air she's like because i she's care just been she had like she did not see that coming. So she's just gotten this new information. And then she's also learning that like that is essentially part of why Erica left. So it clearly had to be a fight that would have also affected Callie. So she's she asked, she's like, Are you okay? And you know, Mark's like, she's fine, leave her alone. Um But I just love that moment because we're getting to see that side of Christina that isn't one that we see very often. And and her friendship with Callie looks so different than her friendship with Meredith. Obviously, like, it's really not the same at all. But I I still like that relationship. Yeah, I actually made a note of that, too. I was like, I really like that Christina asked if she's okay. That is depth. That shows a different layer to her character. And and you're right. It wasn't like a like, are are you okay? It's like a. (laughs) Like, uh, or I'm just uh, asking because I feel like I should have asked. Right. You know, uh, it's not asking the question, hoping there was no answer. I genuinely, I, I felt like she really cared in that moment. Um, 
So <laughs> maybe you were a once being so funny. <laughs> uh also i made a note before um i didn't say it but when hunt was tying christina's trauma garb oh, yeah. yo there was tension i knew that, that yeah. something was gonna happen when that i'm like ooh, there's that's tense that is she's thick. like dr hunt okay. Ooh, and he's like i don't know what he said but he in my <laughs> mind he said yes dr yang <laughs> Mm. Um, uh, I also wanted to know with Mark and Callie before the surgery when they're at the board and Mark says did she even say goodbye and Callie's like no and Mark asks are you okay and she says do I look okay and he goes you look great she says that I'm okay and I just love that this is such a good like some really sincere friendship moments in this episode and I really like that for Callie yeah it is cute. I still think that there's something brewing here. Um, and uh, I've got a good vibe about these things. I called I called George and Izzy right off the bat. So I got a feeling Derek and and uh, Derek. not Derek, Mark. And uh, I, I believe that Derek and Meredith are going to have sex at some point. Uh, Mark cool. and Mark and Callie. I don't I don't know. They're just they, they've really grown on me. They're, they're just a cute couple, too. So do you think. That they're going to be a couple, or you think they're going to continue to have sex the way they've been having sex the entire time they've known each other? No, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to become a couple. That's what I think. When? Before the end of this season. Okie dokie. So the rest of season five is going to be their their tango, right? Because Han is they're, gone. Will they? Won't they? Ooh. Will ooh, they? Won't ooh. they? Yeah. Um. And also, then, could I just what? this reminded me of Ross and Rachel from friends for some reason, which made me think of the story of a story from lunch today. I was telling my dad about the spinoff show, Joey, Joey, and he had never heard, heard of it. Uh, so I was like, you never heard of Joey, the, the, the TV show, but also my dad was like, Oh, Phoebe's my favorite character. And it was just a fun little, we had a moment about friends. Anyways, the, the Ross and Rachel thing, the, will they won't, they sent me into that. So I thought you should know my dad's favorite character is Phoebe. Mine is Joey. I love Phoebe. And yours is Ross. <laughs> I hate Ross Geller so much. Um, Geller. Uh, so, yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to add about Mr. Miller and or Callie? No. And or Erica but, being gone. No, I I I liked Han. I just got to a point where I was really like I was really rooting for them. Mm-hmm. I'm still rooting for Callie. She's a great character. I hope yeah. that she doesn't leave abruptly. But like, dang, I. My heart can't handle these abrupt leavings. Yeah, you did think Callie was going to leave, and that's why they were going to break up. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I think to like Scrubs, right? Every character gets like this really nice emotional send off, and mm-hmm. these when Burke left and when Han leaves, it's just gone, right? Well, that's at least it. with Burke, it was like a little less of a question. Like at the end of last episode. There's no reason to think that Erica is not coming back. Right. Right. She just doesn't. Yeah. Um, which is wild. So. So crazy. And like, okay. but even Addison, we knew that we, I think yeah. we had that lead up. Right. So. Yeah, Cause she had that like backdoor pilot. So. Yeah. All right. Should we take a wee break? See? Yeah. Let's take a break for a quick word from our regional sponsors. And we'll be back after these messages. 
One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to-be-read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to-be-read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amiko Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. And we are back. And uh, we'll have another word from a sponsor in a second. But uh, Kelsey, what comes after our break? Everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland! (laughs) Mic drop. And this segment of Living in Shondaland is sponsored by our friends at The Meat Stick. Hey there, everyone. Carmen here, one half of the Grey's Academy podcast, paired up with our dear friend, Kelsey. We've got some exciting news for you, and we want to share all about our friends at The Meat Stick. Are you tired of undercooked or overcooked meat? Me too. The Meat Stick wireless meat thermometer is the solution. With its advanced technology, you can achieve perfect meat dishes every time and take full control of your cooking. The Meat Stick is the first smart wireless meat thermometer engineered with versatility and durability in mind to withstand almost all ways of cooking. Whether you're grilling, smoking, using a pellet grill, in the oven, or even an air fryer, the Meat Stick is versatile enough to master it all. The Meat Stick enables you to easily monitor your meat's temperature during the cook, providing real-time data on your phone to achieve steakhouse quality at home. Now, I've been using the Meat Stick for a couple of weeks, and I've done beef, pork, chicken, fish, and everything has come out perfect every single time. I was doing a ribeye the other night, and it was the perfect medium rare. And I was able to set the ambient temperature and the internal temperature that I wanted. The app also made sure to yell at me because at one point I didn't stick the sensor all the way into the meat and some of it was exposed. And it sent this little alert saying, hey, Carmen, you got to go out and check your thermometer because it's not all the way in. So there's a lot of fail safes to keep this thing acting the way that it should, top of its game for a long period of time. Make sure you hit that link in our description of this episode to go right to the webpage for the meat stick to make sure you show our support and make sure you let us know on our Instagram pages or through our email how you like the product and tag on Instagram whenever you're cooking. We'll see you out there, everyone, and back to the show. Thank you, Carmen, for those kind messages. So proud of you. Really, thank you so much. 
You sound handsome, Carmen. Thank you, Carmen. Appreciate you, Carmen. Future Carmen, who hasn't recorded this ad yet. Yeah, I'm going to record it right after this. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's um, like that scene in Jurassic Park where uh, the old guy talks to himself and uh, the little DNA guy is on the screen, right? Oh. Doc, I love Jurassic Is that Hammond? Is that Hammond? John yeah. Hammond? Um, okay, so... Hello, John. Hello, John. I tricked you. There's no one in this episode. No one? Uh, I needed you to sing the song. So that oh, we could do the ad. fuck you. <laughs> we needed to do it. We still have to have Shondaland. We have a sponsor. The guy, uh, Timothy Miller, Pretzel Man, really wasn't? No, but he's been on a lot. And also RIP, he did die um, in real life. Mm. But yeah, no, he isn't. And also the woman who plays Dr. Dixon is also like pretty famous. She has multiple Academy Award nominations for roles in movies. Dang. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised, but I also thought, cause it's, I think Ed Lautner is the guy who plays Timothy Miller. Um, yeah. He's like done some stuff. He's not the guy. No. Who's the guy from, uh, no, where do I know him from? Are you thinking about the guy from modern family? Whose name is also Ed in real life? No, 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 no. Uh, the Timothy Miller, I think was in an episode of scrub, uh, psych. Uh, yes, I think he was actually in two episodes Because when I looked it up, I was like, Carmen's gonna know who he is Because he's in yeah. like two episodes of Sight I think he was the Canadian police chief Something and like, he had like a title Yeah, Canadian police chief uh, in the Pierre Despero era uh, um, The Pierre Despero episodes Which, by the way, did we decide that we are gonna go through and do Psych At some point? We have to finish Grace before we can do anything. Okay. All right. Well, then I'm not going to spoil who the guest, the guest uh, is in that one, but there's a really good... Psych also has a lot of really good guests, but... Yeah. Anyways, and then... But I was... For a second, I mistakenly... I, I, was, I was mixing him up with a guy who is uh, like the narrator guy in James and the Giant Peach, but it's not him. He's done a lot of stuff, too. I cannot say... That I know who narrated James and the Giant Peach. He, um, okay. <laughs> uh, I need to look this up right now because you're going to need to look up this person. And I know, I know you're going to know who he is because he's in a lot of stuff. He. I mean, he was, I love James and the Giant Peach. It's one of those movies that Disney pretends that they didn't do, but I always loved it as a kid. It's a great movie. He, he was, he was, Richard um. Richard Dreyfuss? No, that's a centipede. Yeah, no, not him. The guy who, like, introduce he gives James the glowworms. The old man. The older guy, yeah. Okay, Pete Postal. Yes, Wait. Pete Postal White. Susan Sarandon was the spider. Yeah. What? Listen, that cast is stacked. Oh my gosh! Fucking love that movie. So good. Everyone go watch James and the Giant Peach. Seriously, this is this episode is just an ad for James <laughs> and the Giant Peach. My gosh. And like, I don't like love Susan Sarandon, but like what a big what a big time name to you have. Talk about like a weird animated character who's like kinda hot. That fucking spider. She's hot. Oh, ab- absolutely That's a hot ass spider. <laughs> That's a hot spider. And Carmen hates spiders. No, I hate roaches. Spiders I don't like. I hate roaches. Roaches and millipedes. Yeah. And bees. Wasps. 
Yeah. Bees aren't, bees are fine. Bees are minding their own business. Wasps are bitches. Yeah. Because they sting you and stings are pain. <laughs> Such a baby. Okay. So next we can talk about, these are all the, the heart patient and Dr. Dixon and Izzy and Denny are all very intertwined. So I say, should we just talk about all of it? Well, we'll talk yeah. a little bit about Bailey first. And initially before Dr. Dixon gets there, the chief is like, we need to hire someone um, to fill Han's spot, convince this woman to work here. Also, she's off. It's like such a boomer thing to say. Um, I want you to know that I knew that she had Asperger's the moment I met her. When she started talking, I'm like, she, th- she's, I think she's on a spectrum. She's not off. I think she might be like, yeah. but I, if I didn't watch The Good Doctor, I wouldn't have mm-hmm. thought about that. that. Like, she acted the way that he, um, the guy from The Good Doctor, I forget his yeah. name, it's, but they, they act very similar. I was like, I think she's on the spectrum. Um, and then obviously we get that, that at the end, but. God, what a fucking boomer thing to say. So for sure. I tried to find something on this because I've definitely read something about this before um, where I don't remember who it was that was close to Gray's was like, we probably would have done that storyline differently had we done it now. That actress does not have Asperger's. She was just acting. Um, and I they would like mean they would have had someone with Asperger's play. The, I don't know play if the part. that's really what they meant or if they would just like do it differently because it kind of felt like they were a little bit like playing into it a little too stereotypically in a way. I don't really know how, what I wish I could have found the quote, but they were just like, they didn't love that. They didn't think it had aged. Great. I think is the best way to put it. Um, and hmm. they just, nothing maybe stood out they, to me. They would have like maybe tackled it differently nowadays. We just like autism and Asperger's and the spectrum in general is just something that's still like very new and, and there's still so much ongoing research and like, we still know so little about it that I think to kind of bring in this character and talk about it as though, like this is what everybody who has Asperger's acts like. I think that's kind of what they were saying is like, this that is makes not sense how we would portray this now. And like, we would have maybe had a little more nuance to it. So I couldn't find the quote, but I know I had seen it somewhere before. And then like rewatching the episode, I was like, yeah, I I get what they're saying. So I did want to address that before we get into it, because we are just going to have to talk about how she's portrayed in this episode. Regardless of the fact that they that the show thinks that maybe they should have done it differently. This is how they did it. So this is what we have to talk about. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And Um, I think it's also it's worth pointing out that I don't think there was anything that was overtly offensive by her portrayal of it to you to me there might be people that have autism or asperger's who feel differently and i think that's kind of what this person was addressing in that statement yeah and and again i i also please do not take that as me uh anyone listening kelsey i know that you know my intent behind this but like i am not saying that my opinion supersedes anyone who has yeah. Um, a feeling about this or has uh, who is on the spectrum themselves who was looking at this episode and thought I, I don't like that right um, that is not what I'm trying to say uh, I think with a lot of TV shows like there are things that you can look at in hindsight without the thing that is being portrayed and kind of have like a, ooh that was that was icky I did not have any of those moments in particular with this um, but I think that there's five five seasons of Grey's Academy out that now shows. I think we have had some of those icky moments where I was like, mm, I don't like that. That was not cool. Yeah. Um, so if you actually have any thoughts on that, please 
uh, or the portrayal of Dr. Dixon in this, definitely reach out to us on Instagram. We'd love to have this conversation for sure. Yeah. And like, for sure, I, I don't think that there's the writer was saying that they like regret having someone having a character that is representative of, of someone on the spectrum. Cause again, like the good doctor, you know, these characters exist in entertainment and I don't think there's, I think it's all representation is great. Yeah. But I think that person was just saying like, as we learn more, like we would have maybe just done it a little differently had it been done yeah. now. I get it. So yeah, totally. I'll see if I can find it again. I was like searching for it and I just like could not, I was distracted by children. Um, I was trying to find it. And that's when I also found out that that actress has like, done a lot of things i think her first uh oscar nomination was from dances with wolves ah so yeah she's been all over what's her name but, what's her what's the name of this actress um let me look because i don't remember so when we get this introduction while well, you're pulling mm-hmm. that up when we get this introduction uh Weber makes a makes a point that like we're throwing a lot of money and research dollars at, at this person um, mary mcdonald Mary McDonald. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, that was something that I didn't fully understand. And I made a note of that. I'm like, so what, what research dollars are they investing in? I think are they, they just covering the cost of the surgery comes here. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. They're like the offer I think is what he's referring to. Like, these are the things that we will give her. Should Got she it. choose to come here? Got it. Please make her come here. I do hearts. Yeah. I like, I have, this sneeze has been sitting like right here for 40 minutes and it will not come out. It's driving me insane. Um, okay. So yeah, she, they say she's a little off, whatever. Um, they take the patient. This case is fascinating to me. Um, the patient, his heart was really weak, but they couldn't find a perfect donor match. So they just like, put it in with the old heart. (laughs) This is like the kidney conversation again. They didn't take the original heart out and they just put the new one in with the old one. That is mind blowing to me. Mind blowing. Like, and then they take out the old one or the new one. They take out the medium one to put in a new one. And the old one just starts working on its own. Insane. It's like when you jumpstart a battery, right? (laughs) And then it just decides I'm good. That's all I needed. I guess it is kind of like that. Just a six-year battery jump. Yeah. It, it's such an interesting story, though, because I... So he talks about how this was from a girl who got hit by a car, mm-hmm. and she was hitchhiking. Yeah. And so now he sees hitchhiking ghosts, which we all... And all of us Disney fans know about hitchhiking ghosts. And when... He t- he says he gets up to them and then they're all gone, right? Like he so he's seeing these visions. Just, he wants it gone. Just ahead, just ahead. Yeah. So this is not the first time that I have heard of someone receiving an organ. I've I've read stories and I've I've heard I've I've heard articles and I've read stories about this, or I've read articles and I've heard stories about this. Gosh, that was so hard to say. <laughs> about where people feel some sort of like a like a soul experience connected to the yeah. people who had given them the organs. Yeah. So that's just so interesting to me. That stuff is like truly banana sandwich. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Um also this actor has also since passed away, so all right. Um 
he was in Free Willy. Yes, he was. Yes. <laughs> yes, he was. Great movie. Um, okay, so... He... Yeah, I've also heard stories like that. I also, like, have you ever seen those videos where, like, oh, this person died and they donated their heart and then, like, the person who got their heart came to the daughter's wedding so that she could, like, have her uncle's heart at her wedding and you're just like, oh, emotions. Yeah, I... Crazy. There's, there's also just... As a parent now, too, it's like... Anytime you hear about someone dying, you're like, oh my gosh, Jessica, don't ever die. I don't want to raise this daughter by ourselves. Or like, <laughs> she's watching uh, Never Have I Ever. Did you watch that show? No. So it's uh, on Netflix, I think. And she's watching Never Have I Ever. And the girl like builds her identity around, you know, like her father who passed away and got into a car accident when she was very little, mm-hmm. just, just like Christina. And I'm like, Jessica said, every time I hear her talk about her father and he's not there to see her succeed, it just makes me so sad. You're never allowed to die. And I'm like, sad. neither are you. So no one is allowed to die out there. That is but sad. then, you know, death doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. It just takes so, and it takes and it takes. So true. Um, so, yeah, he has the heart and he is like i don't want the new heart i just want you to take out the old heart and if i die whatever at least i won't have to be like haunted and also can i have the old heart so i can burn it and dr dixon's like no that's against the rules and everyone's like he's making like not an unreasonable request and it is like religious based and so that's like a whole storyline that i'm like is this necessary i don't really know whatever they do it um, they give him the heart so that he can burn it. And he like gives Izzy the details of these cer- uh, ceremonies rather. So basically like he's not allowed to touch anything and anything that the soul could cling to can't be touched. Like fabrics have to be destroyed. Like you can cleanse jewelry or metals, but if it's like a woven fabric or anything like that, it has to be burnt and you can't even touch the smoke. This is very fascinating to me. So Um, intriguing. Yeah. So he wants the heart so that it can be burnt in the ceremony. And Izzy is like asking all these questions because she wants to do a ceremony so that she can rid herself of Denny, the stalker ghost. Um, so yeah, Clay is the character's name. He, his, he turns out fine. He lives, he gets his heart. His old heart just works on its own. So they don't need the new heart. It's amazing. Dr. Dixon is like, wow, that was so cool to see. Science is neat. And he's like, it wasn't science. It was the spirits or whatever. And she's like, it was science. And like, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, why that is the hill she needs to die on. Like, sometimes it matters. Like, with vaccines. This does not, like, <laughs> why, why that happened doesn't matter. Why do you need to yell at that strange man that you're never going to see again? Who's to right. Say? Right. Um, but regardless, he is he's getting all this information because of the stalker ghost. So was there anything else you wanted to say about the patient specifically before we get into the Izzy and Denny of it? Well, let me just say that I when I saw Denny as she walked in the hospital, I was like, oh, fuck, it's Denny, uh, which is great because I told you he'd be back. I knew it. I predicted you it did. correctly. <laughs> well, uh, I didn't expect he'd be in the I next would get, episode. <laughs> I would give you an 84 percent. 
Patrick predicted he would be back, and then you said he would be back within like five episodes. Uh, all one hundred percent factually correct. <laughs> uh, so here's here's one of the things that I really like. So there was a scene where the guy's like, "So you're asking a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, I'm gathering you have the same problem, mm-hmm. and I just need to know: is your ghost in the room right now? Because if it is, that's juju that I don't want in my operating room. Which is uh, fair. Totally." I get I it. Like for for as like strongly as he has his beliefs about his ghost, he's like, I don't need an extra one. Absolutely. In surgery, like it's my heart. I like, agree. I'm already like set up to fail. Um. So I and and she, I feel like she understands that. Like she has yeah. a connection with this space, and she understands because she doesn't want her ghost either, which is also obviously something she's very conflicted about. But well, um, what I didn't understand at first with this guy was what I I didn't get, and I'm glad you mentioned this because I didn't fully get that his heart just like didn't operate at full capacity i thought that he yeah didn't like it was a non-working heart at all so when they said that they're going to take out the old heart not take the new heart and then just hook up his old heart i, I just assume he'd be dead and they said that yeah. he'll be able to live for a little bit and then dr dixon is like uh you could <laughs> elect to not do this but i just want you to know that you will be dead within months and that's dumb a very short life hooked up to machines yeah and then he's like preach woman you got this stuff right <laughs> whatever you got to say yeah. say it uh, like, take the heart yeah i don't know how they kept a straight face in some of those scenes with denny yeah. just standing there because he's just funny and great and awesome and attractive and attractive but you know at the end of the day rules are rules and laws are laws which is factually correct <laughs> rules She's are rules wrong She's not wrong. Um, the nothing else with that specific guy, but I do like the scene. Not actually, hold on. There's, I think there's more to talk about with this particular with, with Dixon, but she go. So Bailey goes to Weber and is like, I need you to make a rule about this. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well it's common courtesy. And she goes, no, no, no. I, I need you to make this a rule. And he's like, all right, fine. It's a fucking rule. Shouldn't that be cleared with the board and legal? He can't just make rules. Right. Like, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like, is it that big? Like, Derek just gave Meredith the kidney that one time. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So, I really don't know. Like, I don't think it's that big a deal. Like, it's, it was in his heart. Like, it's his heart. Let him yeah. take it home. Who gives a shit? Like, yeah. what's he going to fucking do with it? So you you can it. sell it on the black market. It doesn't work. Hmm. They wouldn't know. So, um, yeah, it's it was um, an interesting scene too, where not necessarily interesting, more funny than interesting. But they're in the surgery, and and Bailey's like, "So, uh, Doctor Dixon, just so you know, there is rule. Uh, it's an official rule. We need to take this heart and give it to the patient." And she's like, "Oh, okay. Uh, does pathology know about this rule?" And she's like, "Um." Chief Weber the made chief it. Knows. The chief you knows. Go to the chief. He'd know about it. His rule. Yep. He made it. He declared it. Yeah. I declare bankruptcy. He declared I declare. It. And then she's like, "All right, uh, Doctor Krev, make sure everyone here follows the rules that the chief says, because that's apparently what's happening now." And uh, she's like, "I'm going back to work now," and then just yeah. does her thing. But she gets kind of like the last the last laugh to Bailey, right? Cause at the end she's like, Hey, are you familiar with Asperger's? Yeah. Because this is what's happening here. And I may not get the social cues, but I know when I'm being, you know, mocked in some way. And, uh, I don't like, I don't think I like this hospital at all. You know? 
Yeah. And that's confusing to me because, and this is just probably me not understanding, but to me, when you're like, I don't pick up on social cues, but I can pick up on when people are manipulating me. And to me, that is a social cue, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I, don't I also don't know. Again, if you are on the spectrum or if you have Asperger's experience with that, like, let us know. We would love to yeah, chat. This, the, the portrayal of that conversation at the end just like kind of was confusing to me because like I'm not against it. And I do feel like she but like w- was Bailey manipulating her or was she just like I mean, she went to the chief and was like, can we do this thing? And he was like, yes, it was just weird to me. It's fine yeah. if she doesn't like Bailey, if she doesn't like the hospital, she doesn't feel like she was treated well. That's fine. But it was just like kind of confusing to me. But I also loved how like shocked Bailey looked at the end because we don't get to yeah. see that a lot from her. She's normally very in control of the situations. So when Dr. Dixon just leaves and it cuts to Bailey, she's like. In the uh, she's like wooing was unsuccessful chief <laughs> failure to woo failure to woo. i'd watch that movie <laughs> um, it's the se- sequel to failure to launch failure to launch yes yeah. yes well done um okay so denny denny's back um he's got a lot to say in this episode didn't say much last episode uh won't shut up this episode I have never left the end of a Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Poopy. 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 Let the poopy flow. Um, <laughs> rest in peace, Jamie Tart. Um, Let me just say, apparently Ted Lasso is like not as a big a deal in Europe. And so I was reading this article with him where he's like, he's like, guys, no, I'm like super famous in America. Americans love this show. And they're like, whatever, dude. That's hilarious. I almost feel bad for him. I know. I love Uh, him. Okay, anyway, so you've never left an episode of Grey's Anatomy. I've never left an episode of Grey's Anatomy more confused than this fucking ending. Yeah. Can you please explain anything to me without spoiling the whole show? No. My theory is that Izzy's been dead this whole time and she's also a ghost. Okay. Secondary theory, Denny's not dead. Okay. That's all I got, though. Those are your two? Those are the only two explainable pieces of, you know, outcomes there. Those are the only two possible outcomes. Okay. Um, so Tell I us love, more, Kelsey. <laughs> I love um, Alex. I, Alex. Good Alex episode. Alex in this Good episode. Alex episode. God bless him he's like coming into like being you know having the emotions and like being in it with izzy and he's like he's like just i want to help you like let me help you like what do you need like i'm here to help you and she's like burn this sweater for me and he's like okay and then she just stands from the doorway like watching him burn the sweater and she i just alex and then izzy i also feel for her because she's clearly she doesn't want Denny there which makes her feel guilty because of course she wants Denny there um but you know he's what he is and (laughs) she has her big speech about how she's letting him go and you know she's like 
I will always love you. You will always have a piece of me, but I have to live my life here. And then she thinks that burning the sweater will solve all of her problems. So she's like had her big goodbye. And then she goes in the room and he's still there and she about loses her damn mind. And then he's like, that was actually really funny. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, also in the gallery when he's like, that's gross during the surgery. (laughs) What the fuck is that? That's gross. I'm done talking, but that's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, he, so I really like, number one, Alex in this episode. Great. Great job. Such so good. When he's like, Izzy, I, I see you. Like, I yeah. see what you're going through. I can help. And I'm not saying that, like, Alex is perfect because Alex has gone from one of my favorite characters to one of my least favorite characters in the blink of an eye, right? Yeah. And he's still not very far removed from this trauma emotionally with Ava Rebecca. Right. So like he still does. I don't even feel like he's really gone through his full healing journey. And it, it seems like he's going from one person to care for to another. And that's not healthy. Like him and Izzy in a way can go through this together because yes, they have both lost people they love in a different way. Like obviously Correct. like Denny dying and Ava, Rebecca having like her mental break are not like equivalent, but they have both experienced a loss. And so I do think that they can process and grieve that together and like help each other. And I don't think that he's like not ready because I think if he wasn't, he wouldn't have tried to be like, can we be exclusive? Can I Agreed. continue to fuck Agreed. other people? Yeah. But I do agree. Like the shift does come quickly but i also believe it because it's with izzy yeah that those oh shit sorry those are all valid points um the scene that i really got kind of emotional on was when she's she's actually telling denny she's like look dude i wished every day for a long time to see you again yeah. And now that I see you, the fact that I can't touch you, it's literally killing me. Like, I, I have no room for hope. I can't hope. And then when he's like, I'm here for you, Izzy Stevens, just touch me. I don't fully understand the metaphor here or what's going on. But it yeah. was really just so much raw emotion. And what I, what I thought was going to happen in that final scene where she did touch him and she's crying and she kissed him, I thought it was going to, like, turn and like pan and as it came around it was her kissing alex Mm. is what i thought it was going to be that would be cinematic it would have been really cinematic i should write for this fucking show but it wasn't that and i don't i don't understand what they're doing yet so i was just a legit i was just sitting there watching this and jessica was laughing at me but i was like yeah welcome to 2008 yeah, <laughs> where all of us were like, but this doesn't make any sense. So okay, so, can you please explain it for me, or, or can you try to no, can you try to help me get I, me there? No, I cannot elaborate. I appreciate hearing your thoughts, and we will. Can you tell me what your thoughts were when you watched things. this in two thousand eight? I was like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is hot. You thought more than that. 
Do you think there's more than just two possible theories? Yeah, there's a lot of possible theories. No. Maybe mm-hmm. one more. Yeah. But I genuinely have no idea. Like, that scene threw me for a loop. I didn't get it. Like, because they actually touched? Yeah. And then yeah. kissed. Like, a lot. Yeah. Yep. Is it now it's her emotion? It's like her imaginary friend. He's going to be in every episode moving forward now, or he's going to convince her that she needs to leave the hospital. Like, I don't know what's going to happen here. No, you really don't. And that's okay. That's why we have the podcast. <laughs> um, okay. Nobody so you knows. Else on that? <laughs> what? Do you have anything else to say about Izzy and Denny? No. Uh, but I really, I really like, Denny. Yeah. But it's I also really died. Like Yeah. It's a bummer that Izzy's also dead and they're both ghosts together now. Um, it's just the ghost hospital. Uh, okay. So uh, before we wrap up, I, we do need to talk a little bit about the end scene right before the Izzy and Denny end scene where Mark and Callie and Christina are at the bar. Um, again, kind of like rallying around Callie and being there for her, which I love. Um, Mark's like I and Lexi and he's I guess just because Derek was like hey don't do that now he's like I I need to because he's a child <laughs> um big Sloan and Christina sees Owen Owen leaves Christina goes after him and don't love this uh, she's like trying to be there in a way that's like comforting him. Like, Hey, I'm sorry that we lost the patient. He's like, I'm really gonna be sorry. <laughs> like so aggressive and like physically like advancing on her. Like she's it, like backing up. It was it's intense. Comfy to watch. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, okay. to like kind of diffuse the situation. And then he's like, blah, 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 blah. And they kiss. Yeah, that was. I knew there was tension, but like I did not expect their next kiss to go down like that. And it's it's really hard. It's uncomfortable to watch. He it's and he's not coming at her like he's like, I I don't need you. You are. I don't need you. I don't need you kiss. And it was an intense kiss. Mm. I felt like she was kissing back yeah she for sure but then like but that doesn't make it less confusing no no it's very because she walks away and then hunt's like sad hunt is sad about something either that's the way he acts the way that christina acted it's that the fact that they kissed it's that he broke he crossed a line it's that he was aggressive who knows what he's upset about probably all of those things but he looks sad that whole like thing in iraq also yeah you see that old thing right (laughs) Um, seriously oh and move on that was in the, the past the you know? hefty hefty fresh trauma he's experienced yeah so I don't yeah know it was, i just need i felt important to mention that yeah um this is another scene where i would say therapy ah, yeah yeah lots of those in grays but this one specifically uh and then yeah christina just walks away so it's but weird. I couldn't I couldn't read the look on her face and what her emotion was in that. In I that. don't think she knows because I think like she went after him. I and I do kind of think that she was hoping like they would have another moment together. Um, and they do. I don't know if that was what she was expecting. 
because he has been kind of all over the place with her, obviously. Like the first episode back, he was a dick, but then he like confided in her and they kind of had a back and forth in the next episode. And then she confided in him. And then this episode, they were a little bit back to being like, okay, like maybe there's something here. And when he's talking to Mr. Miller, he, Mr. Miller keeps saying like, oh, I, I couldn't connect. And then I think Owen is kind of still in that spot of like trying to keep everyone away. So he isn't connecting, but it's more of a choice. So now he's like, oh, maybe I do need to connect. But then he's like, but what happens? It's just like a mess. And he needs a lot of emotions, a lot of emotions. So, So. Anything yeah. else we need to add before we rate it? I, I don't think so. I think we've, we've covered everything a little. Uh, is it weird that I'm actually a little bit sad that we didn't get a ton of George in this episode? Like, is it weird that I missed yeah, George really a little wasn't. bit? Like, I well, missed yeah, George. because everyone else is like, there's a lot happening. <laughs> George could ground us in some normalcy, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit of him being a goob. Uh, the scene oh, where is cool he place to hang out? <laughs> so cool. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it was really very emotion, a very emotionally charged episode for a lot of reasons. There was a shock factor. I think we should just go ahead and jump in writing right into rating it. Okie dokie. You I'm go first. Say this is a fellow just a, it's a solid four. Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. lot going on. It's a lot going on. And aside from the confusion around the teaching of the interns, um, I really feel like the stories are clear and the character choices are clear. I love everything we get with Callie and Mark and Christina. Um, you know, we're meeting some new people. We met, we met Dr. Dixon. We've met Sadie. So we're, we're getting in some new peeps, shaking it up. Uh, it's, uh, it's definitely like setting the stage in, in many ways. I feel, what about you? Uh, it's been a while, but you and I have, uh, the exact same score 4.0 follow point point zero. Even I thought you might give a a high one because of the human pretzel. (laughs) I, I, in retrospect of life, maybe the bear episode didn't deserve a five possibly (laughs) because this episode i think was better than that episode well yeah so but i didn't give this one a five um that's fine you were really just giving a five to intestines in the hand and that's fine which is i've come to grips with it yeah which is bonkers right i think but to me (laughs) i don't know the scene where femur in the clavicle i mean (laughs) man I don't know. There's something about a human's guts falling into Christina's hands and she goes, guts in hands, guts in hands. You know, um, yeah. that was shocking. <laughs> we kind of had a lot of lead up for this pretzel guy, right there. They, they listed yeah. everything. Yeah. He's impaled on himself. He was in a dumpster and he got crushed. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Totally got it. Now, if he would have gotten, gotten out of the ambulance and then like, if you would have, woken up there right mm-hmm. maybe that would be more intense i don't know but anyways yeah it was a 4.04 4, it was even even fellow what would you like me to predict my sweet sweet friend um uh, something about sadie i don't like her <laughs> i'm sure i predict that at some point i'll probably like her uh <laughs> with all these characters there's no one that i've i've overall hated sustained for a 
period of time longer than George and even George I've come around on. So if George can win me over, Sadie can win me over. But I I don't. We're going to get more backstory over the next two or three episodes for Sadie a little bit. Not her Um, personal backstory, but it's about the way that she is involved with Meredith's life, because we're going to have to get there's going to be a conflict between Meredith, Sadie and Christina in some capacity. But I don't know what that looks like. Uh, okay, what about uh, Mark and Callie? You think they're going to get together? Yeah, Mark and Callie, they're going to end up dating by the end of this season. Mark and Lexi are not going to have sex. Okay, because Lexi's going to have sex with George. Exactly. And when is that happening? Next episode. <laughs> We got so your, little of George your in this. Two answers are either next episode or by the end of season nineteen. Those okay. are the two answers I get the most from you, and I love it. Okay, <laughs> I am very much. It's one way or the other, completely. There's no. You're there's no zero to a hundred. Yeah. So okay, by season nineteen, Lexi and George will have sex together and be in a relationship and get married. Mm-hmm. No, no, I um, think it's going to be, it's going to be within the next, realistically, I think within the next half of the season, like uh, the season five, episode 19, George okay. and Lexi will be together. Um, uh, Christina and Owen. Next episode, they're boning. They're boning next episode. That's locked and loaded, 100%. Guaranteed. Um, anyone? Derek Izzy and Meredith. And Denny. <laughs> Izzy and Denny. I don't fucking know. I can't, I couldn't even <laughs> begin to try to unravel what, what is happening there. I just don't, my little tiny pebble human brain does not understand what's happening. And then, um, Izzy and Alex. They're good. They're fine. He's, he's, okay. he's, they're good for now. They're good for now. I have nothing um, else to say on them other than yeah, Alex. I mean, do you have anything on Meredith and Derek? We didn't see. I mean, I guess we saw a little bit of them. They're just kind of vibing. They're right good. Now. Yeah, they're vibing kind of right nice now. To not yeah. be annoyed with them. Honestly, it's it's making the show so much better. Not having to worry about will they, won't they? Just they're together. Yeah. They're cool. Derek isn't going to break up with her every time she sneezes. Like I don't. I'm good. Exactly. It's fine. She's not going to break up with him for looking at books. Right. So good news. Good news. Right. Or like well. telling her that books exist, right? Like right. books exist. Yeah. Ah, we got to break up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's it then. Um, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you have a minute to leave a review or rating, we'd appreciate it. Follow us on all the things. We're on the Twitters. We're on the Instagrams at Gray's Academy Pod. You can email me, Gray's Academy Pod at gmail.com. You can follow us on our personal Instagrams, chaoticallykelsey, carmen.gabriel.official. Um, you can tell us all the things. You can find our Patreon link in the episode description, in our bio, in our link tree on Instagram. And you can find uh, the meat stick code also, in, or the meat stick link in both of those places as well. And if you see Carmen walking down the street, no spoilies. Denny is not with me. There's currently no ghosts with me. Thank God. Couldn't handle any more ghosts. I could handle one ghost, but uh, yeah, no spoilies. And we will see you all in the next one.